Today on Coffee and Cannabis, we have Taylor Mears of Supportive Naturals, a new CBD company. Taylor, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hey, uh, everyone. I'm Taylor Mears, and I work with a company called Supportive Naturals that I was able to start with a friend of mine, Monique. And uh, I'm the CEO and co-founder of the company, and um, it's been a huge part of my life because we're able to sell CBD, and that is the opportunity that I had through CBD was what ended up keeping me alive. Well, I want to thank you for being on today, Taylor. And why don't you go ahead and tell the audience how you got to be where you are with Supportive Naturals now and more about how CBD saved your life. For sure. So way back in the day when I was 19, um, I lived in Atlanta and, you know, cannabis was definitely illegal. Um, But like most, you know, college kids and stuff, it would be at parties and et cetera. And I was working for a, a health and wellness company and started doing very well uh, with this company. And I ended up uh, getting flown over to Las Vegas to do uh, a conference at one of the events the company was having. And I was speaking at the conference. And uh, that night in the hotel in Vegas, I wasn't going crazy or anything. I just finished speaking at the conference. And Uh, in my sleep, I had my first seizure and everyone freaked out and had no idea what to do. And I got rushed to the hospital. And the only thing in my system was some THC from a, you know, a couple weeks before at a social event, uh, where, you know, I just happened to say yes to smoking weed, you know, at a, when I, when I was 19 kind of thing. And, uh, with my family, the only option that I was given was, Hey, um, we don't know how to help you. We don't know how to help seizures. So the best thing maybe you could do is, is go to rehab. And so when, when I reached this point where, you know, I was 19 turning 20 and had my first seizure, I lost my job that I was doing extremely well at and, um, extremely well with. And, ended up going to rehab and I went to rehab for weed and then it wasn't really something that I felt the need to go to rehab. But at the same time, when you have people around you ask you to go to rehab for something, it usually doesn't work out saying no to that. Um, you're, you know, everyone's going to be confused and concerned and that that'll be the new reputation I have. So when I was being a salesman for a health and wellness company, uh, it really was basically my only option at least that I saw. And so I, I ran off to this, uh, this rehabilitation place for a year, went through the whole entire thing and kind of treated it like a personal development opportunity. And, um, the week that I got out of there and finished that a year later, I moved to Denver, Colorado and that week cannabis went legal and (laughs) I joined the cannabis industry and started working as hard as I ever have in my life, working 13, 14 hour days and every day. And my goal was to get an opportunity. Uh, and that's what ended up happening. You know, I started learning way more about, you know, cannabis in itself and found out uh, about CBD instead of THC. Um, and THC is the part of weed that gets you high. And CBD is the part of weed that can do a lot of, a lot of, things, whether it be 
for cancer patients, whether it be for people like me who are epileptic and stop my seizures. And I tried to go through every option, uh, including failed brain surgeries and CBD after that, uh, on, on its own ended up stopping my seizures. And I, I worked through the cannabis industry for several years. And this past year was where CBD stopped my seizures on its own. And I was able to move forward again. And this past June, I was in a coma, came out of that coma and was really intending on passing away. But the fact that I use CBD and move in and used it daily, I started being able to gain weight again, started being able to think straight again. And, and, um, while, while that was happening and while I've been going through this, this journey, if that's what you want to call it, Valley, whatever you want to call it. it I mean, it's definitely been a hard route, um, a hard way to go through anything, but I had someone like Monique and, um, and we put our heart and souls into a CBD company. And I had been working in the cannabis industry since the week it started. And since then, CBD's become my priority. Now, aside from selling CBD, you also have a blog called We Support You, where people share their testimonials about CBD and how it impacts their lives. Can you talk a little bit about that? Really, it's just been a way for me to create relationships. Um, when we started it, I wanted to make sure not just people were buying our products. We, our goal wasn't to just become a billion-dollar CBD company. We really wanted to see what we could do, the impact we could make in people's lives. And if that was our goal, we wanted to hear about it. We, we were like, if, if we're going to do this, let's give them a place where they can talk to us, they can ask questions about it, and they can just share their journey of the ups and downs and different things. So when, when we, when we get these customers that reach out to us, um, and start these, this relationship with us, it's, it's a community that we're creating and we talk to them all the time, whether it's things are going good or whether things are going bad. And, um, it's just been incredible because it's given them a place to share their success stories and it, they have a lot of fun letting people know that it actually works for them, you know? And, uh, and it gives them a lot of motivation, gives everyone in, involved a lot of motivation to just stay positive, um, especially during circumstances like all of our customers are going through. Oh, yeah. So it's been incredible, incredible experience getting to know these people that we're impacting. And, but, you know, all of them become friends. They all have my phone number now. You know, the people that want to be involved in this, they can call me, can call Monique, and we're always answering and talking to them and asking them how their Thanksgiving's going and how they're, you know, asking them how, you know, just normal life is as well. And when they have questions, it's an incredible place for them to, to get details, to get things cleared up of where CBD needs to be in their life, how much they need to take, how, you know if it will affect with other things they're doing and, and things like that. So, um, it's just a safe, it's a safe place that people need in such a new industry. Since this is a new industry, what are some of the biggest hurdles that you faced when you were trying to get into the industry? Oh, it was the, I'd say the biggest hurdle was finding out where those hurdles were in the first place. Just 
even understanding where what compliance is, what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do, where you're supposed to be doing those things and um and, and things like oh, okay, I need a license for their business and finding out that that money has to come specifically from certain places, not just the uh, you can't just get it from an investor or, or you know just all the details in it pushed people away. And the people that were willing to keep reading and and keep learning these things and keep up with these things that they needed to learn, that they were also making the, the reality of that. Like month one, cool, you, you can't buy cannabis from other growers. You have to grow it yourself. And then, you know, you go into the future of the industry and now you can do that and and you have to pay attention to this industry. It's constantly changing and they're creating the industry. still. they're still laying out how this is going to be handled by the government and by businesses and themselves. So if you're not willing to pay attention and you're just looking to open up a store that sells a lot of cannabis and you make a ton of money, um, maybe wait, wait like 20 years. Uh, because this thing's going to be growing and changing constantly and you just need to, to have respect for the industry and have respect for what, what the government needs to do to make, make things legally appropriate. And, um, while that's happening, it's been crazy because socially it's been changing. You know, like you said, it used to be the demon drug, you know, kind of just like this just bad drug and now you go to places in the south where weeds decriminalized and things like that or parents are catching kids and they're just like come on and they take it from them and their parents are smoking it and when when the kid goes to sleep kind of thing instead of sending their kids to rehab when they're 13 and it, it's just crazy uh just how things are changing constantly so let's talk about how it was like when you first came into the industry. How were you welcomed? I mean, with with, with where I was in life, uh, at my success level, and 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 how I was doing things in in a, a pretty standard health and wellness business, um, and then I go to a place where uh, I'm having daily seizures. It was hard for anyone to give me confidence to to you know, when I tried to get new jobs, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, when I stepped into the cannabis industry the week after I got out of rehab and and moved to to Denver and jumped into the cannabis industry, um, it was almost like they re- respected me and trusted me more mm-hmm. because of the, the the fact that I needed it and it, it is one hundred percent a real real community of people that are open-minded to people's circumstances not being a you know not being something that brings them down it's just something they have to deal with and and respecting them for what they have to go through to wrap up let's end with what message you would like to give people entering the industry today if you're showing up to grow the industry and be a part of it um you'll realize that education is a huge part of it and if you're here for the money, you might get you might get let down. You know, and that might not be where you're at when you first open your your business. This isn't something you're going to make a million dollars a month after six to eight months of putting effort into this. You'll probably just know where you're going to go after six to eight months, where you want to put your effort, and 
where where it would be appropriate, you know, and uh, with with what you have in your circumstances. But I think there's room for everyone in the cannabis industry to make an impact in everywhere in the world. You know, there's got to be something in this plant for everyone. It, it's it's incredible. And when we, we like you're talking about when we're talking about CBD and we're talking about THC, that are two parts of this plant. And then you start saying things like CBN and you just put a question mark on. So people are like, what do you, what's CBN? There's so many different things in this plant that can be used for, for the good. And I mean, we can make better clothing with, with this, you know, we can, we can do a lot with this plant and we're going to, and it's gonna, it's gonna make, it's gonna make things a lot more efficient for the entire world. I, I can't I can't even imagine what this is going to look like 20 years from now. Well, Taylor, I want to thank you for being on Coffee and Cannabis today. You can find out more about Supportive Naturals at their website, supportiveofnaturals.com. And you can find out more about Coffee and Cannabis at ardincomedy.com. That's A-R-D-I-N comedy.com. Tune in next time for the next episode of Coffee and Cannabis. <laughs>